0: I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. Oh, and I Ho-ho-ho! am
1: <laughs> the Faceless Leo. Uh, I am going to not do that anymore. This is really faceless. I was going to say, faceless- I was even trying for Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> This is Green and Face Us on the Couch, a podcast about movies and TV, and it's not about Mickey Mouse. We're not even talking about Disney movies. We do do that. We have a whole playlist of... of
0: (laughs) You said (laughs) doo-doo. I did. (laughs) (laughs) We are, however,
1: talking about a childhood favorite today. Uh, Indeed. Yes, here recently, a... um, new adaptation not just in film the film is very recent but the musical is is not as recent (coughs) (laughs) of matilda when we were very young danny devito said i need this movie
0: (laughs) he did and we never knew that it was danny devito we knew he was in it yeah
1: but apparently he very passionately wanted to make this movie and uh hell yeah hell yeah indeed uh he he did a great job it's always been a childhood favorite of mine i can't tell you how many times i've watched matilda i've watched it enough times that when i watched it as an adult it had been a long time and i was like damn i swore that this part of the movie where she's like discovering her powers took forever but it was only like Two minutes. <laughs>
0: it... Oh yeah, I agree. No, there was a there was a lot of that coming back because I only watched this as a kid. I haven't watched this right. in maybe fifteen to twenty years. It's been a long time. But so it was like yeah, every it, day it was, for a while. <laughs> right. It was definitely an interesting uh, return. I will say that I will. I do not know how often my brother and I watched this movie. We watched it a lot, right. but it feels like in memory and my mom will have to correct me on this if it if whether it's true or not but it feels like in memory that this was one of those movies that my brother and i latched onto for like two months and then right. forgot about because mm. we you know all kids have that phase sure. where they just want to watch the same movie over and over again because it yes. captivated them in such a way right um and I feel like that's how Matilda was. I feel like we didn't return to Matilda a lot. It was just one of those movies of a small period in time that we just watched a lot of and yeah. then got bored with. Same thing with Indian in the Cupboard. Do you remember Indian in the Cupboard? I, know I that's do
1: remember Indian in the Cupboard. Not a politically correct title, ex- but... Except for I had never seen the movie. I don't know if I have at all ever seen that movie. It was just... A trailer that was on nearly every damn right. movie that I had.
0: <laughs> that was that, yeah. When when VHS still had their their previews before you got to the damn right. movie. Oh my god, those were the days, man. Yeah, yeah. definitely,
1: definitely. I mean, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays still do that, but it's usually yeah, you easily can skip skippable, them, Yeah. Skippable, yeah. Uh, yeah so just hit the R one button. And <laughs> this uh movie what did i want to say i wanted to say something about the regularity of watching it yes i grew up in a daycare as i've said before that my mother ran and so you know when kids wanted to watch a movie yeah we would watch like the same movie over and over again and then my mom would hide it and then she would hide <laughs> other movies and you know parse other movies back in with the the pile right and then, you know, yes. if, if this showed back up or, you know, other movies were in this category as well. But if this movie showed back up, people were like, oh, Matilda. Oh, I love Matilda. What's <laughs> us watch Matilda. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I can't say that I've ever watched it or had it put on and said, no, I don't want to watch Matilda.
0: Right. It's a classic I mean, that's movie. Fair. Um, and it it definitely did bring back nostalgia because oh yeah. it's like i'll return to this uh this point later on um when after we finish the summary but it it was really it was really i i was pulled through by nostalgia and rewatching because it's so much different than what i remember there's it's so, really it was how i re- oh. it, i don't know it's yeah i mean i'll come back to that point after we go through the summary but it definitely it felt weird coming back to this movie
1: i see well let's jump into uh, a summary here so firstly this is based off of a novel by roald dahl um who is uh, english i I believe danish maybe dutch born i'm sorry i didn't pull up his biography but he is uh english and fought in world war ii for england and when he came back decided to be a writer and he wrote nice. novels short novels that are very popular charlie, among and the children. Chocolate factory. charlie and the chocolate factory of course um the witches. big friendly giant or um bfg i think it might just be its title simply and uh just so many others
0: yeah, I always thought it was big fucking giant until movie came out. Big fucking like, oh. giant. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I literally did think that for a lot of my childhood because it just, it was just the BFG, <laughs> and like, it, it, and everything. If we say something like BFM, you know, it's big fucking machine, you know, that was just a, <laughs> I don't know, that was something my family always did. Oh man, and, and yeah, I just saw BFG and I thought big fucking giant. <laughs> And I watched the movie so, with uh, Mark Rylance and it just oh, like, yeah. he's the big friendly giant. I was like, friendly! That friendly. makes so makes much more sense. Much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a children's book. <laughs> so, Roald Dahl really likes this classroom setting from my recollection yeah. of reading Roald Dahl books. There's this, um, there's this one that'll probably never get uh adapted but is more of like a memoir of when he went to actual school and um is a lot about the kid other kids being cruel to him and so he's he's also very good at depicting cruelty to some really heroic um characters and these characters their their own character pulls them through and uh yeah. yeah it's it's good stuff i
0: think yeah, he always felt like a, a a young adult charles dickens like he had yeah. like a really good eye for that childhood um just nature that atmosphere yes. that surrounds a child yeah. of his time yeah
1: and and, and it seems like all oh you know it's usually a child protagonist and they're always living in some kind of despair so matilda's <laughs> despair is that her parents uh the wormwoods absolutely did not want to have a daughter no um and and they have one uh in this in this movie and in the book they already had a son named michael michael's played by brian levinson in uh this movie danny devito plays mr wormwood he also narrow and uh raya perlman uh who was danny devito's wife at the time plays mrs wormwood yeah and they were married for a really long they're still time. friends they're, yeah. yeah that's good <coughs> i'm glad to hear it um right <clears throat> mara wilson uh who is a very famous child actor from our childhood <laughs> plays matilda <laughs> uh there's yeah, has, a,
0: has she done anything i don't know since like Let's see. Okay, she was in uh I mean Mrs. Doubtfire was right. uh that's, you know, that miracle on 34th Street, Matilda, those it, like It all looks like she's been
1: doing some voice acting in, in, Hell
0: yeah. in the latter years. Good. At least she's still doing something.
1: Right. Uh well, she's she, in the Big Six TV show. An incredibly um incredibly talented child actor like that this yeah. when i think of child actor from when we grew up i think of mara wilson uh, her face anyways and interesting uh, well i mean from all i think era, of
0: macaulay Culkin.
1: macaulay yes uh, he's the male that i i envision yes. <laughs> <laughs> um so while Matilda was being made, while this movie was being made, Mara's mom actually was diagnosed with cancer. And oh, shit. Yeah, the nights that her, and this continued after the film as well, like Danny DeVito and Rhea P- Perman kind of became her aunt and uncle. And wow. they would host her on nights when her mom was getting treatment and stuff so yeah wow that's
0: very sad that that changes the whole emotion of the movie yeah Jeez. sure
1: sure as shit does and you know <laughs> like it just makes me really love danny devito even more than i already right? do yeah and i i like i and also like in this movie. Cheers. <laughs> yeah they're both just the worst humans in, in this film <laughs> Uh, So they completely ignore Matilda, forget to sign her up for school. uh, Oh my God. And in the meantime, while they're ignoring her, she's figuring out how to be a human being. Uh, Danny in the narration says that Matilda learns what most people take their late thirties to learn is that, and that's how to take care of themselves. And, yeah, she, she just also, she
0: reads all these fucking yes, books from the library. She's everything. constantly in and out of there. Like Yeah. That's one of the more frustrating moments of the movie too, is when uh uh Danny DeVito's as her dad gets just super pissed off at her and just rips up I a, know, library a library
1: book. book. Yeah. He's like, Where'd you get that book? It's probably stolen. And she's like, No, you're the crook. <laughs> because, then, <laughs> because Mr. Wormwood likes to take old cars uh, roll back the uh, odometer on it and uh, all sorts of other crooked things, stolen car parts, yeah. all that kind of stuff to make a quick crooked dollar. He, in fact, yeah. sells a car to Miss Trunchbull, uh, played by Pam Ferris. She Amazingly is the, played by yes, Pam Ferris.
0: classically. Um, she got hurt so many times making this movie. She did. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, she it. like, she was well, one, one of the big, she is, she is the mean, uh, principal of, of the this school mistress. that, yes. Yeah, what, what was the school called? Was Crunch 'em Hall. Crunch 'em Hall. <laughs> Crunch 'em Hall. Uh, yeah, she's the principal. She's very, or headmistress. She's very, uh, you know general like now,
1: now i think about is, it they might have called her a principal in in this movie
0: maybe i don't know sure because this but is like, an american is,
1: cast and it's like obviously in the book it's an english setting and in the
0: music it right. is as well maybe maybe in the book it was a headmistress and then. In the yeah. Movie? I don't remember. It don't matter really. But <laughs> she she is like just crazy mean, very brutal. And in one of the uh, one of the scenes is she she grabs a girl by her pigtails yeah. and swings her around. I always thought she swung a dummy. It was practical. She what? swung a kid. There was wires on okay. you know, wires growing through the hair and everything. And when she's when she tosses her, maybe it was still a dummy, I don't know. But when she tossed her one of the wires cut (sighs) her finger or something like cut her hand or something. That was just one of the many injuries she sustained in making this film. What a boss. So it's like, she, she literally bled for this role (laughs) and it's amazing.
1: And yeah, I mean, she is amazing. She's intense. Miss Trunchbull is an athlete, an Olympic athlete doing all of (laughs) the the throwing, uh, um, you know activities the hammer, throw. the hammer throw but she also did the shot put and i believe javelin
0: shot
1: put and yes, um, yes. and so she is very talented in a very physical way but she hates children yep. absolutely hates <laughs> children and yeah. runs a private school for some reason because the children must reason. be squashed that is why
0: exactly because she was bullied as a kid, now she must bully kids.
1: Yeah, but that's never revealed that that's the reasoning. They, she has no, no, no yeah, reason. They, you just assume she is just a villain. Yeah, she is yeah. in this. In this, anyways, there's, she's more. There of There is a villain.
0: no. Yeah, there's not a lot of emotional, um, you know, like how a lot of movies like try to give you an emotional moral right. reasoning for why the villain does what they do. There's none of that in, the, in of the original Matilda. No. She is just. She's iron
1: fist. Uh, When she's particularly angry at children, she takes them and puts them in this little corner locker thing that's uh, covered in broken glass and nails. Um, You know, real legal stuff. Uh, Like the Iron Maiden. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the Iron Maiden, but a football. Fucking crazy. It is. It is is messed up.
0: It's really crazy she uh
1: working under her at this school one of the teachers is miss honey played by uh imbeth davids and, and
0: i don't want to like i don't like i know we get a lot of shit for talking about names but Embeth?
1: well i don't know where I've she's never, from
0: i've never heard that name okay
1: before. so ambitious. she's from lafayette indiana so. Hey, hey, hey. Purdue!
0: Wait, wait! I guess that's not that. That'd be West Lafayette. Is, is there a Lafayette and a West Lafayette, or is it oh, the same? I don't know. I'm I've lived here my whole Canada. life, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I'm pretty sure that Lafayette, Indiana, is where Purdue is. I West. guess I could look. It's it the at. same.
0: It's the same as West Lafayette, then. I would assume.
1: Uh, let's see.
0: Here we go, Lafayette. So, Lafayette, Indiana versus West Lafayette, <laughs> We're so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> oh my god, they are different places. They're across the Wabash River from each other. Oh my god. Well. It's a seven minute drive.
1: She plays Miss Honey, who becomes Matilda's teacher uh, after Danny DeVito... Uh, is told that he's legally required to send his daughter to school. <laughs> <laughs> that he uh, makes a deal with Trunchbull to get to sell her the car and and take Matilda off uh, his hands. And uh, yes. even though it's a shit car, she does agree to take Matilda and like really <laughs> like the idea is to discipline the hell out of her because she's a rotten yeah. kid. But that's not true. Matilda's actually just a bright, wonderful child. And Miss Honey realizes, like, right away that she's a genius. And yep. um, so she tries to help. A mathematical
0: yeah. whiz.
1: She tries to help as best she can in the long run of things, just to get through this synopsis so we can just talk about things we like about the movie. Matilda realizes that she has telepathic power abilities yeah and yeah yeah, so she starts using that uh not just against her parents but against miss trunchbull and finds out that like uh miss trunchbull really kind of did miss honey wrong i won't give all the details i think right uh she did miss honey wrong and she uses her powers to set things right and uh, she's always had a pattern of doing this there's a lot of hijinks with Danny DeVito's character,
0: like bleaching his hair and gluing his hat to his head, <laughs> gluing his hat was the best. Yes, ah, <laughs> oh, good stuff. Now, um, that's honestly like the the to go into things I did not like first. Sure, when coming back to the rewatch, and it's very few. Like if you're if you're a lover of this movie, I'm not gonna be shitting all over it. Please don't worry; it'll be fine. You'll be okay um the telekinesis i remembered that in my memory as being a huge thing yeah it happens in literally like the last 20 minutes of the movie it and it does. literally comes out of left field it, it kind of feels like roald dahl finished writing his story reread it and goes ah shit i just copied charles dickens like five <laughs> charles dickens novels that's all i did um uh okay what can i do I she's felt- got telekinesis. I got it. And he just rewrites the ending real quick. She's got telekinesis. And he's just like, yeah, I did it. It's not uh. Charles Dickens. It's now this. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, it's, it just feels so weird because it's just like they kind of hint at it early. But like that's it. It's like a tiny hint and then it is nothing for an hour. And then she's just like immediately like, oh, I can close that door. That was me that did that okay and they like yeah. i got powers now and i'm just so like they, where did this come from
1: so i think that they honestly i at least i thought they did better in this version than in the musical version
0: because i i disagree i feel like the i mean again the musical has the exact same issue um and both of them honestly we can start talking about the the musical as well because the musical literally does follow pretty much the exact same synopsis that we just outlined it there, there are differences. There are differences, but... Are you breaking the format? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But right. I, I feel like it works because the, the new one doesn't... I mean, there we'll still talk more about the new one after, like, a soda pop break. Okay. But in regards to the synopsis, like, it has the exact same issue, which is that the telekinesis comes out of left field... It really does just feel like a like where the fuck did this come in? But now, okay, this is what the story is now, I guess. But there's a fun song behind it, whereas <laughs> in the original, it's just a stupid montage with somebody else's with song, behind song behind it. Fun song behind it, but it's someone else's song. They took another
1: song. I gotta and just say, made it- this was definitely the first place that I've, I I. Ran into rusted roots.
0: Hell yeah, same, <laughs> same. Well, actually, no. I might have, I might have seen Home for the Holidays first. I'm not sure, but yeah, I've definitely seen this first. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see. That uh, I until feel like we were I young. feel like as a kid, I would have seen this before I saw Home for the Holidays. I don't, you know. I feel like there's some things in Home for the Holidays that I would not quite have understood as a kid. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well all right there's some
1: other things i want to mention about this movie before we go on to the next one uh right like um i i you know i don't know i feel like there is enough hints at her uh abilities before it happens but of course i have seen this movie a bazillion times and nostalgia is probably blinding me but Right. To move on from that point, I do want to talk about the speedboat boat salesman. <laughs> the, the which one? The speedboat salesman.
0: Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so
1: yeah. Uh uh Raya Perlman is uh being Mrs. Wormwood <clears throat> is being uh f- very friendly with these two speedboat salesmen uh who are played by Paul Rubens. And Tracy Walter, and it, I mean Paul Rubens being Pee Wee Herman, so that's that's yeah. fun. If
0: you if you don't know his real name, yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> his real name, yes, yeah. which <laughs> one is his real name? <laughs> Pee Wee. Oh, course. okay. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyways, it's very obvious <laughs> to everyone else, uh, besides Mrs. Wormwood, uh, maybe even Mr. Wormwood, that. They're cops. They're they're feds. <laughs> they are definitely looking into and staking out the Wormwood's house because of all of the stolen merchandise and the bad business dealings. Uh so yeah, that that part to me has always been really funny because, right. like, she's <laughs> ramp Perlman sitting on the couch with them being all flirty, and they got this toy speedboat, and they're like <laughs> asking <laughs> probing questions about her husband's work. Oh my god, it's so funny! Like the the yeah. warm ones just are so stupid, and it's perfect. Right? <laughs> yeah, they
0: really, they really are. Uh, like that a good i mean it's similar to an. um uh to use a bad example it's similar to harry potter with uncle vernon and aunt, sure. uh, aunt petunia yeah. You know, they are just the the very bigoted very selfish yes elder couple that doesn't want anything uh, to do with the they're kids what's but are stuck wrong with watching with, over a kid
1: they're they're what's wrong with the entirety of society all wrapped up into two people
0: yeah exactly (laughs) and and they do a really good job at it both both um you know danny devito and rayo perlman one i mean they're obviously already just a great couple but both of them switching their real what you would assume are their real life selves to be complete asshole versions (laughs) of a great couple it's amazing it really works really well you hate both of these characters just as much as you hate uh the trunchbull Right, like she's <laughs> like everybody does villain really well in this. They movie. do. It is
1: very melodramatic that way. Um, yeah, uh, which works for a kid movie. So I but think no, I, I, we're ready for closing statements.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, I still enjoy. it I know that I. I you know, say that the the telekinesis was out of left field. Then there's also montage scenes. If you've watched, if you've listened to enough of these podcasts, you know I hate montage yeah. scenes. And yeah. and and this is this is one of the iconic moments of why I hate a montage scene. They didn't introduce this. They may have hinted at it, but they didn't introduce it properly until the very end. Into the third act is when they introduce this key personality trait of this character that's going to help her accomplish her goals and in order to show that she learns how to do all this stuff they put it to one song and do a montage real quick introduce it at the beginning show her learning it throughout the entire fucking movie so that when she needs it by the end it feels right montages don't do that it's not it's not good and it, it that's that's like that was the part that hurt when i was rewatching this movie because i had completely forgotten that she was telekinetic and I was just enjoying this Charles Dickens story because I love Charles Dickens stories. I know it's Roald Dahl, but let's be honest, Roald Dahl literally just wrote Charles Dickens. That's all he did. Um, he just he just wrote it for kids. Um, but I, I was really enjoying this kind of story and having a good time. And then the telekines- telekinesis happened. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I forgot she could do this. It was it kind of disappointed me, like because I was just because they did a montage and then she just used this power and I was like, oh, I was kind of just like Mrs. Trunchbull makes a kid eat an entire fucking chocolate cake <laughs> in one of the grossest <laughs> scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, it was, and great. so you want you Bruce. want her to the revenge to feel good, and, and yes, it it does feel good, but it's also using this power that was just introduced like five seconds ago, and I'm just like i was so sad i thought there was more to it i thought it was more like you know the kids uprising and throwing trunchbull out i couldn't remember how i remembered it as a kid but i was very excited for it and then the the telekinesis happened i was like all right and i was so so upset but i still give it three stars i know people are pissed now there's a lot of people who are just like fuck you still give it i still enjoyed it i still did enjoy it three stars
1: all right, so I just wanted to say the kid with the cake because we're going to talk about it in the next movie, I'm sure.
0: Oh yeah, as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this that was Bruce
0: Bogtrotter. So everybody's got magical names. Um, That's another Charles Dickens trait. Yeah, they all have names that resemble their their character traits. Yes, like you know, and the teacher Miss Honey, she's yeah, got but, a, a sweet yeah, personality, 100, percent very lovely. The people you're supposed to hate. The Wormwoods. <laughs> <laughs> Trunchbull. Like Trunchbull. Like, great names. So, Bob and Bill.
1: <clears throat> Bruce Bogtrotter, though, <laughs> in this one was uh, Jimmy Cart's. Just to put that out there since we're going to mention yeah. him. And I'm sure we'll talk about maybe um, Lavender as well. Kami Duvall plays Lavender in this one. Just yeah, so she's know.
0: Matilda's uh, best oh, friend. Oh, yes.
1: Well, like, meet yeah. the first day in, in a little hideaway on the playground. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> playground, if you can call it that. It's disgusting.
0: And, right. <laughs> uh, but,
1: like, one of the girls is like, don't hide in there. She's, she likes to th- th- uh, s- whip her whip in there. To crack her whip, that's what she said. Crack her whip in there just to see if anybody's hiding. <clears throat> she's fucking insane like you learn out you learn that like right away that she is insane and i just kept on saying that watching this whole movie because she's even more insane than i remembered like i remembered her throwing the kids i remembered the chokey but like it's so much more it's intense yeah she
0: is but she is like in this um well, I'll, I'll save this for the I'll save this for the the after. What okay. was your what was your closing? Okay. Sorry. My
1: closing statement is that I think it is an extremely char- charming movie. I, I want to talk a little bit about that montage. So the, almost all of the effects in that were practical. So that yeah, that, yeah, that is true. very very fun to me. So they're like, okay, now we're going to introduce the telekinesis and I get that you're like, okay, why does it have to be all at, at once? For me yeah. as a kid, it definitely worked. Like I said, I <laughs> thought that part was so long, but it was just the length of the song. That's it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it literally is. <laughs> so and maybe... that's another thing. The music is beautiful. Like, There's so many good music. The music was done by Christopher Nightingale yeah really good score throughout most of the movie and then they just have two well no three because of the credits too they just have three random moments where it's just somebody else's song two was by <laughs> rusted root i don't i don't remember if rusted root did the montage scene also but i can't well remember that who, was, what the song
1: was that was uh, i think yeah i thought it was a rusted root song that was whatever it might have been i know that the, the opening and on closer were the
0: exact same
1: maybe a send me on i feel like that was the op-
0: times I thought that was the opener and closer.
1: Maybe it was in the movie 3 times. They don't have that many songs.
0: Maybe it, yeah, maybe it was the <laughs> it, it really could have been the exact same song 3 times in a and row. maybe that's
1: <laughs> not great and maybe that's on Danny DeVito. But we
0: wouldn't have
1: this movie
0: even though it is a beautiful song.
1: We wouldn't have this movie if it wasn't for Danny DeVito. I love this movie. I think it holds up from uh childhood. And I think I could very well watch it again. It gets a face and a half.
0: I, I quite enjoyed. Oh yeah, there you go. Well, Whew, we did it. Everybody's so pissed at me now. <laughs> <laughs> you still gave it a good <laughs> like rating. You were shitting on my childhood, you fucker. Oh boy, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We'll take a soda pop break, we can all calm down, and we'll return and finish off with the the musical. Alright. We'll be back. I love you. Well,
1: I've seen you read that one before.
0: Imagica. By Clive Barker.
1: That's more of a fantasy, right? (coughs) Yeah,
0: this one is, yeah. It's very, um, it's like fantasy... Um there there is a religious back backing to it, but very faint. Um and of course it's got Clive Barker's signature sex everywhere because Clive Barker loves the sex. Yeah. And I love his love of sex. And I love sex too.
1: Welcome back to
0: <laughs>
1: the show.
0: Indeed. Um
1: we are not going to be talking about sex anymore because we're talking about Maybe a not. children's show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's very fair. We won't be talking about sex anymore. Oh goodness. No, and there's really no need. I mean, we will talk some of the differences of the synopsis, right. but there's no need to like dive into the synopsis. I want to say the first thing I wanted to talk about and the key differences was Mrs. Trunchbull. Sure, Ms. Trunchbull. of course. Um, but
1: before we go too far, I did want to go ahead and correct ourselves from the previous statements. Oh yes. Made. So we did. I, mean, some I was correct. Up. Okay, sure. But <laughs> the song to the montage to the telekinetic montage is. Little pretty one, right? That's not right. Little bitty, little bitty, little bitty pretty bitty one or pretty something one. like that. That's probably right. Yeah, God,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's the one. It's the one that uh, I, I, I think I can it. do like a few seconds. I can do a few seconds before we get flagged <laughs> for like right. copyright. It's one that's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a singer, so yeah. Forgive no, me, but that's I, think, the, yeah.
1: I think they get the point, unless they were born after 2000.
0: Then they fair. probably yeah,
1: you don't. So, moving crazy on, Crazy Kids, here. Trunchbull. Tell me yes, about this Trunchbull. is Trunchbull.
0: This one is played by Emma Thompson. I
1: fucking um,
0: loved it. Amazing! It's really <laughs> amazing because, like, so the the when did the musical come out? The the musical this is itself. Just,
1: oh, the musical itself. Uh, I don't know. This is an adaptation of. Tony and uh oh fuck i forget
0: their name uh i looked it up tim tim mention and dennis kelly they did the musical um and it came out in i think 2010 yeah. when it went to when it went to broadway or somewhere somewhere yeah, somewhere, big, somewhere somewhere, somewhere it got
1: big um
0: stratford upon avon and
1: i think um a lot of the reason why it got so big some of the songs i'm not gonna I, i'm not gonna say the songs are bad um no I, I, re- I
0: actually really enjoyed them they're not rememberable
1: they're yes, not ear candy
0: in my they opinion they all
1: sound the same unfortunately yeah. uh, and, and, but
0: they are still good they still yes, they they still, still do have a stage feel
1: there's still some very fun things to the music, and, uh, but one thing is that it very much feels like Spring Awakening, the musical. I know you probably yeah, right. haven't seen it.
0: I haven't, but I can get the idea of what you're saying. Like, yes, it, I, yeah, yeah. Um, so it,
1: they're not really doing anything new, and I think though it it does still work. That it feels like Spring Awakening because Spring Awakening is about school children. Uh, they're more of the middle school, high school age, I believe, in that. Um, and, but it is about rebellion and, and learning yourself, Spring Awakening is. That really works for Matilda, especially this one, because there's this the one song that keeps on getting refrained is uh, Revolting Children. I think that's what it's yeah. called. And I really like that song. That's a it's, really it's... good song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the same, The thing is, is, that basically all the songs have that same beat.
0: It, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it doesn't get changed up. Beyond that, I still like the presentation of the story.
0: Right. It, I, I really enjoy, I feel like it would be more like, okay, I, I enjoy the movie, but I feel like it would yeah. be very fun to see the stage version. Sure. Because it, it has all of the things I love about stage. Um, you know, so it was just, it was very fun to like, you know, hear all these, this music. I think the kids were actually really good singers. They like there was really a lot of singers. really good child acting in both films. Both films have great child yes. acting, but I was really surprised with, with this one because they also had to sing. Right. And, and it's
1: basically an opera. They don't, there, there's not that many speaking lines.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's really, it's really good in that regard. Like in my opinion, in regards to the, the music part of it. But Emma Thompson, like the the hard, what I was getting at though is, is like the, the very hard part about adapting something so nostalgically iconic, right? Is that you obviously have those big roles that you're already looking up to. You have Mara Wilson as Matilda, right? Damn good. You know we, we know her for that. Uh, I I sadly can't remember Alicia the actress.
1: Oh oh, I'm Thank sorry. You. That Alicia Weir is who plays Matilda in in um <clears throat> the musical.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha.
1: And Pam Ferris and, plays Trunchbull in the movie, uh, uh, and Emma Thompson obviously plays
0: her in the musical movie. Right. And, and Emma Thompson, though, she brought so much... Like, so the the last one, but what did you say her name was, Pam? Pam Ferris. Pam Ferris. Pam Ferris, like, very Iron Fist. Yes. You know, very, very crazy... Mad, like you mm-hmm. know, she she has a lot of crazy manic energy. <clears throat> Emma Thompson feels like a general. Yeah, like uh, th- th- straight that, up. they
1: even have her outfits uh
0: yeah. resemble that very military esque and um but the exact same attitude and mannerism and everything but like very stoic in general instead. but at That's the same man, time crazy. it's so
1: different like it is it's very so much the same character it is obviously yeah. trunchbull it is obviously inspired for, by the trunchbull in the 1990s movie but emma thompson just brings so much to this oh my god
0: I just, it was amazing. I couldn't believe
1: it i I heard she was doing it, and I was like, okay i I mean, I don't know that I could necessarily see that, but she's so talented that it's gonna work right but God damn
0: God. yeah, she killed it. she is literally the best thing about mm-hmm. this movie um like cause Every she scene she was completely has... so happy exactly amazing i loved it it's so maybe good. not the uh, cake scene
1: the cake scene before <laughs> the actual cake part of the scene when uh oh, yeah, when bruce burps bruce in this is played by charlie hodson P- uh, prior <laughs> now i i don't necessarily believe him as a fat kid and um that's fine agreed uh, sarah said why does bruce necessarily have to be fat he just has to like chocolate cake and I'm like that's true. That's also fair, you know. We don't but He's have... got
0: to finish this whole he's got to finish gotta this whole eat the cake. cake though, which it,
1: is... it does have to yeah. go somewhere. Um but yeah. there are some scummy ass kids. The... Remember our friend that I... has, that lived with us, he ate so yeah. much food and was real thin.
0: But he also worked out like every fucking hour of his life, so yeah. There's a reason why he, he was real thin. But, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, every hot dog winner contest that I know of is skinny motherfucker, so.
1: <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah. So, he belches, though. That- that, like, she doesn't know yeah. who ate the cake. And he belches. And this, like giant you visible wave of sting yeah like floats toward the stage and then it like it pops like a bubble and she like goes like ah to it yeah, that
0: that was part oh, was yeah. like
1: why why did that have to happen yeah <laughs> chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> oh yeah and so they're they're like the pe- the supervising teachers of the cafeteria wake up and and one of them's like chocolate (laughs) everybody out (laughs) everybody out (laughs) yeah that was really funny uh there's this one i think maybe because i knew where the humor beats were in the last movie Mm -hmm. this one made me laugh more i think
0: yeah i i agree i think I, i did laugh a lot more at this one it, because it also felt fresh, which is weird, yeah. because it's the exact same story. It literally is, it, you know, all these beats that we've talked about, all of them happened. They're all pretty yeah. much the exact same, but it really did feel fresh, because I feel like the music, even though it is repetitive, but it really does just add a new quality to this story, right? and and you, I feel like it also makes the friendship that Matilda has with um, Lavender, who... Is played by Ray Yamauchi Folker. Um, that's a close one. Uh, I feel like that that relationship feels a little I more fleshed out too. Yes, I agree. Even though it's 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 through music mostly, but it still is it still does feel a little more you know like a thing in this one, whereas in the last one matilda's relationship is really just with mrs honey or miss honey that's true. Uh, she still has a really strong relationship with miss honey in this one uh played yes. by lashana lynch who um, we
1: just recently talked about in woman king and, thank
0: you i was trying to think of where we yeah yeah and uh
1: sarah actually had to remind me i was like god damn it i know i know this human being
0: yeah she's she's also miss that reminds me now that she's also miss ram uh Monica Rambeau in the yes. Marvel movies. Yes,
1: yeah. is that the the uh, the the mother character?
0: Yes. Okay. I think
1: so. Okay. Yeah. Because I when she said Monica Rambeau, I was thinking of the younger one. I'm like, no, that's a different person. I know it's a different person, but she has a a shorter, very 90s haircut in in Captain Marvel, so. It's,
0: right and, and she is just oh, sorry. amazing at I, being a i got person. the name wrong it is you it is maria rambo
1: okay but it is the adult the older Monica,
0: character y- i think so <laughs>
1: <laughs> i can't
0: remember
1: we'll get it all straight when we see the marvels in a year or whatever it <laughs> exactly <comes
0: out>. exactly <laughs> she is in the marvels though she okay in the marvels. okay that could be a spoiler. Maybe maybe she's the older, and that's a cameo. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Shit. So,
1: but anyhow, she's me, very man. talented. These two, the character that we talked about from the Woman King, completely different than Miss Honey. Oh yeah, Miss Honey obviously is a very meek character. Uh, I say obviously. I guess we didn't really talk much about her character. She's very sweet, like honey. Yes, very sweet like honey, and easy to push around like honey. Yeah.
0: <gasps> Interesting, <laughs> but she sticks to you. But her her kindness you rubs because, off on yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, you, Except for on yeah. Miss Wormwood or uh, Miss Trunchbull, I mean, who has no no honey stick to her. No, she. No, she's
1: mm-hmm. made out of castor oil oh uh, fuck yeah
0: <laughs> all is uh, the metaphor's working <laughs> we got this um so Here come the wormwood <laughs>
1: oh yeah let's talk about the wormwoods as why we're at it uh I'll there it. is no michael in this movie um no. and there is uh but there is in the book and i he's not much of a character in the for the 90s movie anyways so it, it it's works for them to not have him and the part yeah. where mr onewood played by stephen graham is holding these balloons that say it's a boy <laughs> when yeah. the doctor's like you have a beautiful new daughter and he's like i have a what
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't stephen you graham see does a really good job at as, as uh um Whereas whereas Danny DeVito, even though as he is an idiot, both of them are idiots, right? Uh, but Danny just seems like very bully. You know, Danny right. is like your 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 uh, Charles Dickens like elderly bully. Right. Um, Stephen Graham, he still has that bullyishness, but he really does just seem like a dumbass, right? Like he's just a um, dolt. That's I feel like, his-
1: I feel like Danny DeVito portrayed the character like. Mr. Wormwood very much believed that he was a very smart, intelligent person. Yeah, yeah. And Stephen Graham plays the character like, you know, he is just barely getting by.
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> He's just he trying, it. man. <laughs> He's, that's it. He's by the skin of his pants getting <laughs> by. He's just like, our seat of his pants. Yes. The skin of his pants? What the fuck the is that? The skin
1: of his pants, our new saint. Uh Me and our, our friend sarah not you know we have many sarahs in our life uh but our friend sarah we decided that uh why isn't there a term some win why not there's there's some what, yeah. somewhere and then uh like hours after we had this discussion they texted me and said blake the word we're trying to invent was sometime <laughs> <laughs>
0: god that's ridiculous <laughs> uh, i do i do think one negative of this movie is that mrs wormwood played by andrea risebro kind of disappears to the background a little bit more yeah, um, i don't really remember maybe. her too much
1: uh i do there's some things that i uh liked about her version of the character but yes stephen graham does seem to sit forward more and yeah Rhea Paul- Perlman and danny devito kind of shared more equal footing
0: yeah exactly and and this seems more like Stephen graham is like he has a lot of more of the um he calls her boy all the time you know he he, and she always has to correct him she's like i'm a girl and then finally like at the very end when he has this like mild emotional moment where he you know they somebody off you know spoilers i mean if you've seen the original you know it miss honey offers to basically just adopt matilda right and you know in the original it's like all right You know, I mean, like, well, I mean, it's not, there's more to it, but that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. But in this one, he's just like, and you want to take my daughter from me? And Matilda has this moment where she's like, whoa, you just called me your daughter, you know? And it's like, it's a moment where it's like, you realize that the father, when presented with this moment, has an actual moment where he's like, no, he can't do that. He's like, I know I treat her like shit, but like, Yeah.
1: Like, he shows that he does actually care somewhere. And while... Somewhere, yeah. While he is an abusive (laughs) why he is abusive on like the verbal note he isn't like you know whipping her every day or something like that yeah yeah um he's just neglectful and had no business being a father
0: (laughs) so it's it is a little you know again it is a little mr wormwood heavy in that regard and Mrs. Wormwood kind of disappears, but I, I still do like that that play. You know how it, it, again it just differs really well right. from from the original. Yeah, That it, just, it still feels like, fresh.
1: I also like how his hair is green throughout. The entire oh field. my god! So. Yeah
0: yeah and then she when she peels his hat off he's so happy with her yeah. at the end oh she, that was yeah, actually she, really
1: cute too because she uses her powers yeah. to unglue the hat that's been ha- glued onto his head oh. since act two
0: <laughs> it's good i really enjoyed that that was nice hat scalibur there is there is one huge difference we do have to talk about which is that matilda in the musical is telling a story um yes, she goes back I to the too. librarian is that who she's Uh, going to yeah it
1: is uh this i believe mrs phelps uh is yes played by Sindhu v and she has a portable library that she drives from place to place and matilda she always tells matilda where she's gonna be because matilda has to go and be there and read books all day um yeah it, i just love their relationship in this it is really yeah good. it really this character it's really does cute and exists in the other version she's just mm. an elderly lady librarian uh played right. by Jean spiegel howard and she does teach uh matilda the dewey decimal system and oh yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's it's cute and stuff but the relationship goes so much deeper like right. this mrs phelps really loves matilda and thinks that she's like the brightest person that she's probably ever yeah. met and it hangs on her every word while matilda tells this story of the acrobat and the escapologist who, which yeah. i am not sure is a
0: word <laughs> <laughs> it is it, it is? is okay <laughs> yeah it's an escape artist they call them just,
1: i would just think they would call them an escapist
0: <laughs> I mean that would be the easiest, like <laughs> come on, but oh you know, yeah, and it's it's really cool though. Like I really love this story. Yeah, um, it's it's it, you know it has a lot of good you know good beats. It mm-hmm. definitely does feel like it's coming from a kid, but it's still like a really good you know right. kid story within a story. It, it's so my only problem and and
1: um, yeah emotional. And by the yeah. way, the acrobat is played by Lauren Alexandra, and the escapeologist is played by Carl Spencer.
0: And it's it's a really good story, and I, I love where it goes. My <laughs> only problem is that it it in the third act again. Spoilers, I'm sorry, but like when when you find out that she's a telekinetic, yeah, she has telekinesis yeah. abilities. She also apparently has some kind of weird ESP ability. Where she was, she knew she was getting this story oh, right. yes. from mm-hmm. Miss Honey.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, it was like, she knew this was the story of Miss Honey and that she was just telling the story of Miss Honey's parents. Right, And it's like, it, it even though I still love that story, it kind of just kind of ruined it a bit because I thought it was just, it was just her. Right. Met, making a metaphor of her life and it kind of you know yeah, it, towards it, it, the
1: it, end of their story i realized that they were telling the story of yeah. mrs honey because of it because of how it's presented in the other movie right i don't actually recall if i've ever read the book i've read a, a couple read of road book. books but i don't think i've read matilda uh,
0: i have not i've read the the chocolate factory ones, so
1: i can't but, tell you way. if the acrobat and the escapologist are in it but it feels very role doll so i want to believe yeah. it's in it um and if it and, is and I, just, I
0: really it, like it yeah. then
1: then you know that part where she reveals that it is connected to honey's story i feel like that is another very role doll thing
0: to do slash right. dickens <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a break it around yeah and, and i mean that's, that's the thing though is it's like it, i really do like that story it just felt really weird how they tied it in because i i really just thought for for most of the story i thought matilda was just a fucking genius making a right. metaphor of her life
1: yeah I that's was just true like, Man, it does i really diminish, love this aspect yeah it does diminish the fact that she invented it because she yeah. didn't invent it. She thought she did. And she said it yeah. comes to her in fizzes. And uh, right. and the powers feel like fizzes too. I like that too. That's also another very Roald Dahl thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I feel like while both movies really captured the spirit of his writing style. Because, you know, we, we keep on referring to him as like the children's dickens and that is like this the storytelling sure, but like his individual sentence structure and syntax and diction and stuff it's he's very unique writer yeah yeah um and it, it it brings like a goofiness slash innocence to everything that he writes even though he has like some really dark subject matter sometimes
0: yeah yeah I mean, even Willy Wonka has a lot of, uh, not horror, but very close to it in regards to, you know, this wild fucking adult, zany and and not at all safe.
1: Well, I mean, these kids are in danger. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: fucking real.
0: (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) So,
1: I think we're ready for closing statements, though. Uh I, yeah, I agree. I was kind of expecting not to like this so much because I had seen it on stage just this summer. Uh from the wings though. I didn't so I didn't catch mm-hmm. everything. I was working it and it was high schoolers performing it. Now you would say, Okay, of course you wouldn't like it then. Okay. No, I so, fucking
0: love high school. Like I
1: said, this show is basically all singing, not very many speaking lines. So these kids, first off, had to struggle with that because that's fucking hard for a three-hour show. Uh, They also did excellent in the music. The actual musicality of the play was very good. Um, Nice. However, they're still kids, and they're not the perfect actors like uh, like the kids in this, they had one-on-one direction, you know, uh, more so than a a high school director probably could. And you know what those kids said, um, they said that their director was their trunch bowl, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they had a uh, you know, a hard time, um, you know, mentally, in that way. But it made a good show. They made a good show. I just feel bad for them a little bit. But I'm moving on because that's real people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not that the actors in these movies aren't real people. They're just getting paid. So in this movie, uh, I have said that I still didn't really care for the music, right? Right uh and right. that is just because it's all similar. They it's they did it very well. It's very well performed. I just don't I just wish that the songs stuck out from each other and they really just don't. However, yeah. Emma Thompson and really LaShana Lynch and Alicia Weir all bring so much to this movie that uh it really elevated it for me. Uh, particularly Emma Thompson. I mean, Jesus, she yeah, Emma was Thompson is
0: incredible.
1: I, I don't. I, I mean that Pam Ferris's performance is so classic to me that it it's really hard for me to say it. But I I really think I like this Emma Thompson version. I I got a yeah. huge kick out of it. It was so it was funny and terrifying at the same time. Uh, yeah. I I don't know what to say. Um, so I give it another face and a half. I, I didn't think I was going to like it that as much as I did. Uh, I oh, want to yeah. watch it again, mostly for Emma Thompson. I don't know if it'll get a face and a half once I watch it again, though.
0: Right. I mean, that's fair. I, I'm also giving it the exact same score I gave the other one, which is three stars. Um, I agree pretty much with everything that you said, uh, but I I really just like, I think the thing that gets me, the reason I'm going to, in the old versus new way of things, I'm going to say that this one wins, which is no surprise. I'm going to say that because of Emma Thompson and also because I had nostalgia going into the original one. Right. I was excited to watch that one because I was excited to see something of my past. I really enjoyed the experience. I had a lot of fun. And I came into the musical, it, it, even though it sounded like I didn't have a lot of fun. I know that, I know that the first half of this episode, people are going to be like, you know, it's like, you fucking hated the movie. I didn't hate the I movie. Did. I had a good time. I just have issues that I'm vocal about. Um, but I still went into the musical. Thinking I wasn't gonna like it. Thinking that yeah. I was like, "There's no way it's gonna beat the original. The original was fun, and I enjoyed it, and I fucking had a great time. And I actually good. had so so good of a time that I walked away being like, I really enjoyed that, and I think I enjoyed it more than the the original one, which had nostalgia going for it. Right. So I feel like I feel like in more views, I will like the nostalgia of the original mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. but. This one really wowed me with the first view, you know. And there's also a Doctor that's Who fair. reference in it. They they talk about <laughs> yes, uh, the TARDIS, is. which is awesome.
1: That's so during uh, that's during the cake scene. They're they're like, "Is yeah. your is your stomach like a TARDIS?" <laughs> Bigger yes. out <on> the inside.
0: <laughs> and I uh, was like, "You win! You immediately win!" <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Man, it's
1: it's really hard. They're really neck and neck for me. Um, since you gave it to the musical, I think I will give it to the original because I Great. love Great. that Danny DeVito really wanted this movie to exist, that he did a spectacular job directing it. I'm a big Danny DeVito fan. So, and this is me even saying, like, I don't even like um, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I, I, don't, I don't really like the show, but I love Frank. What? Frank is hilarious. <laughs> you don't like the show? Not really. No, it's a little too uh too mean sometimes.
0: Watched, yeah, I'm not gonna even act like I'm that upset. I've only watched like a few seasons, but I, I do. I, I agree with you. It is a little too mean at times, but I also feel like that's just an East Coast thing. Yeah, so. maybe, maybe.
1: But Frank is, is <laughs> uh, yeah, Frank's because- beautiful. Yeah, Frank is <laughs> beautiful. Frank, Frank's fucking fabulous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, so, Danny, Danny DeVito is a damn treasure. Let's be honest.
1: <laughs> he is. Uh, he's our treasure. No one can take him away. Please don't be like he's, just the worst. He's a national treasure. Yeah. He, we don't have to claim. Please him. don't be like the worst person in secret, though. Okay. Please. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. Don't... I've heard that he's pretty nice. But I've yeah, also keep the heard... skeletons
0: in your closet, Danny.
1: <laughs> yes, please. I I've heard You'll some browser history things, too. <laughs> All right, that's the fucking show. Let's stop talking about Danny DeVito's search
0: <laughs> uh, Thank you guys for joining. It's always been fun. If you like this, please head to patreon.com slash green and faceless. Check us out. Uh, we, we know very few of you get to the end here. Uh, we've seen the statistics. Oh. We know where you drop off at. <laughs> um, but it, for, for those of you who do get here, we really appreciate it. We love you very yeah. much and you know it, it would be nice to hear at the very least feedback um you know if you if you don't have the ability to join us on our patreon that's totally fine we understand right. um but but we'd love to hear from you so please just reach out to us however you can leave comments yeah emails whatever the fuck however yeah, you need to reach out to us is we love to hear back green and
1: faceless fans at com, i believe there it is i'll cut there it, it is. out if it's not <laughs> <laughs>
0: but thank you all for joining we love you so very much i am the green traveler from Porsche. and i am the faceless
1: leone the most useful experiment on earth am, oh really thank you that yeah oh really no. <laughs> that's oh, been our okay. show safe <laughs> travels and good night Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. Or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.